when you're in a minority group, people can marginalize you and make you feel ashamed of who you are. And so I think part of the healing process is to make sure that in our schools, that we make sure that students feel proud of who they are and where they come from. And you can imagine if you are teaching those values to those kids, you really don't need a separate discipline policy right. or student behavior policy. If we can uh, get kids to follow the, the teachings and the values of the home and the community, school's going to be a great place. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's Accelerate Your Performance podcast. I'm your host, Janet Pilcher. Thanks for having a desire to be your best at work and help your organization achieve success. This podcast is all about actions we can take to improve workplace culture and achieve results. And they're all aligned to our nine principles for organizational excellence. In episodes 178, 180, and 182, I've had the unique opportunity to interview bold leaders who have risen to the challenge over this past year. Dr. Pratt Greco spoke about a team at the school district of Menominee Falls with Superintendent Corey Gala, who continuously improves their ownership from the classroom to the boardroom. Dr. Jennifer Lowry shared how their district, T Area School District, has become a community lifeline and tough truths about leadership in general. Ryan Carpenter at Estacada School District shared how a team remains resilient through many, many crises within the year. Today, we'll hear from another bold leader who believes the public respect of local culture has significant bearing on the success of students in his schools, Dr. Larry Winnett, superintendent of Lac de Flambeau School District in Wisconsin. In addition to serving his school district, Larry is also the president of WASDA, Wisconsin Association of School District Administrators, that board of directors, and the Wisconsin State Chair for the National Association Federally Impacted Schools. He earned his doctorate in educational leadership at Edgewood University in Madison and previously served as a vice principal and principal in a neighboring district for nine years. Larry has served as the superintendent of Lac de Flambeau since 2005, where he has helped improve high school graduation rates, implemented personalized learning paths for students, and embedded the culture of the students and their families into the district decision-making practices. I am so looking forward to this interview and bringing on Larry to our show today. So appreciative of this, his time to be with us. Welcome to our show today, Larry. It's so great to have you with us. Well, thank you, Janet. I really appreciate the opportunity to uh, talk with you today. So let's kick it off by sharing some things about your district and community and, you know, the history that makes Lac de Flambeau unique. Lac de unique. Absolutely. I just, first of all, just we're, we're very fortunate to be located in the beautiful Northwoods of Wisconsin. We are uh, about 10 miles from Monaco, Wisconsin, if people know where that is. And it's just uh, our school district is a public school district. It's located on uh, the Lac de Flambeau Reservation. Love um, it. Our school district, our population is about 90 to 95 percent uh, Native American students um, from the Ojibwe tribe. Here in Lac de Flambeau, and just kind of a quick history. Um, Lac de Flambeau, uh, the name comes from when actually the, the the Ojibwe tribe came here in I think it was 1754 with Chief Sharpenstone, and they came here for the wild rice, the fishing, the the hunting that was available in the area. And so when they were here, French traders and trappers came through, and they saw the uh, Ojibwe on the lakes spearfishing 
with torchlights in their hands, and that would help them to see the the fish, and the fish would come up to the light, and they would spear those, and that's how they survived in some ways. And so the French took the name, the, the Lake of the Torches, and mm. French name for that is Lac du Flambeau. So that's how the, the tribe and the community got its name. Oh. Uh, just a, kind of a neat history. Wonderful. Now. Yeah, wonderful story. I, you know, there's so, as I've traveled Wisconsin, Larry, I know there's so many stories like that, you know, throughout the state because you just, I mean, I'm amazed at the type, the names and like there's got to be great history connected, you know, to each of the places. So, you know, as I've traveled, I appreciate you sharing that story because that says a lot about your community and the type of community that you live in. So I'd love to hear more about it. Absolutely. So again, I just want to say that that tradition has been passed down from generation to generation. And that's one of the reasons why it's so important for uh, for the tribe is to be able to keep those those rights. And when they were in the 1800s, mid 1800s, when they agreed to, uh, when they moved on to the reservations here, they kept the rights to hunt and fish off reservation in the lands that they, they gave up. Mm. That, that, wow. it, that caused some issues in the 80s when they were practicing their rights off reservation and um, we actually had a Supreme Court decision that they were entitled to those rights. But that, as you can probably imagine, caused some some issues and, and without people really understanding why. And yeah. so that's why, that's why it's so important for us, you know, in our school to focus on the Ojibwe tribe and their culture and their history and make sure that people know all about their past. Yeah. And so with that, Larry, you know, I know that has to impact the decisions that you make and, you know, your practices. So, you know, just to connect to that story, how how does that impact those decisions? Sure. Well, I think, you know, um, as we work on our strategic plan and our school improvement process, I think every school district really needs to uh, incorporate their community culture and the things that are important to their community into their mission, their vision, their strategic plan. And so, you know, as we look at our strategic plan, we're committed to uh, promoting continuous improvement in a healthy, safe, and culturally responsive learning environment. So that you'll see that word culture come mm. up again, again in our in our vision and our mission and uh, uh, our beliefs. And so that's how we, we really figure that into our school district. And again, I would invite people to come to our school because it's really a, a neat where when you walk down the hallways, you'll see uh, some really nice pictures of the seven clans hanging from the ceiling. So the different animal clans that, that make up the tribes and, and lack the flambeau. You'll see murals, beautiful murals on the wall, depicting Native American activities and things like that. You'll see beautiful artwork all over the place that is created by our own community members. And so it's just, just, it's just part of our school. And so to, we really want to emphasize that. And so it's just, it's important for our school district. And so again, you'll see it in our strategic plan, including the mission vision, and then our action steps. What are we going to do to sustain the importance of that culture in our district? So have you lived in that area most of your life, Larry? Just curious, you know, with your interconnections there. Sure. Well, I've lived in Wisconsin for my entire life, but I've, okay. I've, I've been this, that's uh, farther south, probably about three to four hours away from here. Okay. Um, hours away from here. But I've been in Lac de Flambeau for the past 16 years as the superintendent. And mm-hmm. I also served in different roles in, in uh, 
as a principal and teacher in different communities. And at, at one point, uh, another community that had a pretty large uh, Native American population. So I was very familiar before coming here. And, you know, you mentioned before, when you go through Wisconsin, you look at the rivers and the streams in different yes. areas, and they all have Native American names. That impact is here. Yes. Uh, yeah, I can tell, you know, just by your connection and your passion and the way that you, you know, speak to it. So just appreciate, and I know that your community appreciates that as well. You know, so so let's talk a little bit more then about the district and the values. So how do you align Lactiflambo's values to the values found in the homes of your students and in the community and, you know, around the seven grandfather teachings? Sure. Well, we prioritize. And so what that means is that we put that first. And um, a, a good example of that, if you don't mind, I'll read off our Warrior Pledge, which mm-hmm. is what we have our we have on our public address system every Monday morning. At, we start off, we have the, the Pledge of Allegiance and the Warrior Pledge, and then uh, we have our student drummers who do a drum song and start the week off in a good way. So our Warrior Pledge is, uh, incorporates the seven grandfather teachings, and the seven grandfather teachings are just different ways that tribal community and a lot of communities um, believe that if you do all of these things, that your community will thrive. And so um, our warrior pledge is, as a warrior, I am proud of my family, my culture, my school, and my community. I will commit to respect myself, others, and the environment by following the seven teachings of wisdom, love, respect, courage, honesty, humility, and truth in all that I do today. And you can imagine if you if you are teaching those values to those kids, you really don't need a separate discipline policy right. or student behavior policy. If we can uh, get kids to follow the, the teachings and the values of the home and the community, school is going to be a great place. Yeah, Larry, we could all learn from that. I mean, I mean, if we would take those teachings, you know, and that base of the culture and apply that in other places, we would be better. <laughs> We'd be better communities and better districts. So really, really, what a great opportunity you have to work with your community to help build off of those values. You know, you had an opportunity to uh, write an AASA article. And in that article, you described the significant trauma that many of the families in your community faced in the COVID-19 pandemic. So what lessons can you share from your district that maybe other leaders can apply to deepen community services and support the integration of of the cultural artifacts that you've been talking about in, in education, but community as a whole? Sure. Well, I think the first step is just bringing families and communities in and listening to their stories getting feedback from families. I mean, Lac de Flambeau, we have a boarding school uh, in the community. And the boarding school, um, for, for those of you that may not be familiar with it, there was a time period in the U.S. history when, when children were taken away from their parents, Native children were taken away from their parents and put in these boarding schools to try to uh, get them more assimilated into the, uh, into the culture of the United States. And, and it just it was a terrible time period in our history and a lot of the problems that uh, Native American communities face come from that breakdown of the family that started with uh, taking children away from, oh from their families. And you can imagine the trauma leading to a lot of the issues, the, the alcoholism, the drug issues, those kinds of things when, when you have that breakdown of the family. And so like in our community, when we, you know, the, the Native American tribe, the people, they realize that everything really starts with the family and family is held up and, and elders are respected. And so to bring people in and talk about 
the stories that they remember from their childhood of the things that happened to them, that happened to their grandparents, just how times when you're in a minority group, people can, can marginalize you and make you feel ashamed of who you are. And so I think part of the healing process is to make sure that in our schools that we, we make sure that students feel proud of who they are and where they come from. And one of the things we, we realized in our school and community is that a lot of the people who spoke Ojibwe language, there, there weren't a lot left. There were some elders who could, who could speak it. And so there was a fear that when those people passed away, we would, we would lose the language. And so it was so important to get the elders to work with the younger people to learn the language. And so we're fortunate to have a, a number of people on staff now who are fluent in the Ojibwe language, who are teaching and culture to our students. But again, to, to share something that other districts can use, look in your community, see what uh, values that all of the people in your community hold dear. And the issues, you know, like with the pandemic, what are some of the issues that they faced? What are the issues of being at home by yourself and not being able to go anywhere and your children who normally could go out and play and, and come to school and do all those kinds of things? What are those issues that they faced? And so I think just having opportunities to, especially now starting to bring people together to hear about their stories and get some ideas from the families and the communities of what they need. Yeah. You know, Larry, also just curious, as you're describing, you know, the culture and the connection that you have with the community, that I would assume that personal connection has been everything to you all within your community. I mean, that's just, you know, with the way that you've been able to interact and when you weren't able to make those personal connections in the same way over the past year, I bet, I mean, I, and it's just been a struggle for all of us, but I'm guessing that was probably even a deeper struggle, you know, for you all based on the way that you work. Is is that right? It is. It's, you know, very challenging, especially, you know, from from those families where you have may not have even connected with the school during the year. There are a few of those. And so understanding that and it's, it's so important as, as we move forward to make sure that we meet students where they're at and families where they're at. And they're going to be in different places. Some students really excelled. And to, to go back a little bit, just to say we were fortunate in the fact that we we started this school year off in person. And we, oh, wow. we've gone in person the entire year. But at the same time, we recognize that knowing the families that and the tribe, that there are a lot of multi-generational households in the Lactiflambo community. So when a child goes home, they go home to mom or dad, grandma or auntie. And so there's a lot of elderly and medically fragile people in the home, in the households. So there was just a concern of the, you know, the kids may not uh, suffer from COVID-19, but they could bring that home. Yeah, uh, cause one of their family members to die. And that's mm -hmm. just, that was something that we wanted to provide options. So we allowed, if parents, families wanted to, they could choose to have their child learn remotely. So we, okay. offered, that, we offered that option. And at the start of the school year, about 46% of our students were remote. And, you know, we provided Chromebooks. Every student had a Chromebook. We have a one-to-one -one, uh, situation in our school district. We're fortunate. We provided learning materials, just not the same as being in person. Yeah. And I think as, as families saw all the things that we were doing to make it safe, and we, we invited them back even for a day or two at a time, that, that number decreased 46%. So I think after our spring break in March, it was down to about 10%. And now we're probably wow. at about 6 or 7%. Wonderful. So that's still... Uh, some challenges that we, we need to uh, meet. And so we're really trying to make sure that we meet students where they're at and not mm -hmm. saying that this is this is where you should be, 
but this yeah. is where you're, we're going to take you as far as we can. I think our listeners, you have uh, presented a very enticing story of your school district, Larry. What a neat opportunity for you to make great impact and what a what a great opportunity for your community to have you as the leader of the schools. Really appreciated the time that you took with us today and I just have great respect for what you do. And if I'm up that way, I want to come by and and visit you because I would love to see, I would love to walk in the halls of your school and, and experience what you've talked about today. Well, I hope you do. I really hope you do. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. Have a great day. Oh boy, we can we can learn so much from Dr. Wimet. What a story of great impact on a community and students. His commitment as a leader to his community provides a model we can all learn from. So many lessons and stories to learn from. I'm appreciative of his time to introduce us to the Lacte Flambeau community. It's been a pleasure to have Larry on our show today and to understand more about this wonderful community. Our events continue to feature great leaders like Dr. Wermet and the leaders we've highlighted on our past several episodes who authored articles in the School Administrator Magazine, April 2021 edition. Now to learn more about our upcoming virtual events like our leader roundtables and what's right in education, visit studereducation.com slash events. And as always, I thank you for tuning in to Accelerate Your Performance. Please let us know what you think. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts or find us on social media. And if you're looking for more resources related to today's episode, head over to studereducation.com slash podcast. I look forward to connecting with you next time as we continue to focus on the nine principles for organizational excellence so that we can be our best at work. Have a great week, everyone.